This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wills Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, today we continue our series on assistive technology with our special guest, Emily Cornell. She is the cost accountant at Newcore Steel. Now, we'll talk with her about hearing assistive technology. Now, you can join our conversation this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. Hey, good morning. hi. Good morning. And good morning, Emily. Good morning. All right. Well, we have a, a guest. Well, she's not a guest. She's well, no, she, this is her second, second time here, time, so she's so family now. She's family now. Yeah. We got you now. So you're part of the MPB family. Oh, thank you. It's so nice and warm here. <laughs> That's nice. She says nice and warm. Yeah, usually it's always cold we in compl- here. No. no, no. You never know what you're going to get on this side of the building. Either it's freezing cold or it's hot. <laughs> we we, we, we like the extremes. We, 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 we go do. to extremes for our guests. Because we are extreme on MPB Think Radio. That's yes, why indeed. we do that. Well, um, today we're going to continue our conversation on assistive technology. We've talked about the visually impaired. We've had autism. We've mm-hmm. watched, what, we, those are those, only those two. two so far. Yeah, right, it's so just far. It's, it's in its infancy still, but it just is. you know, really uh, exploring how technology goes just beyond being a, a way to play video games or check email, and really seeing what it's it's giving back and. And honestly, really leveling the playing field and making sure that there's, you know, this. It, and just to highlight, there's something in it for everyone. There's, there's, it, it, it can enrich our lives. It doesn't have to just control it. I like what you said, leveling the playing field. That is my main point of the assistive technology series to let you know that technology is here to let everyone. Doesn't matter what you're doing, what um, ailment or quote unquote, I'm doing using the quote signs. Everyone disability you have, you can be successful in any area of your life. Well, due to it, technology. Well, exactly. And, and, like, and that really is what, you know, I think that's the uh, the big advantage. I mean, I think throughout history we probably see that too. I mean, just, you know, even going away from like, you know, uh, computer type technology. Think about the technology of prosthetics, for example, for those who may have, you know, um, lost a limb or what have mm-hmm. you. Think about something that a lot of us deal with. I think all three of us sitting around this table right now are dealing with, let me see. Yeah. Even Java back there. What is he doing? Jeremy, not yet. I mean, oh, glasses. glasses. We're all yes. wearing, you know, just <laughs> our yeah. conversation. We just had, I mean, you know, and that's, that's, that's from a couple hundred years no. ago. So, I mean, technology has always kind of been there to kind of help, you know, to help. And that's, and you uh, know, I, I have to tell this story right quick. I know some of the people in the building know, Jason knows, I just told you, Emily, but uh, we were doing a show last year and I was about to, well, I was doing my billboard, reading the script like I always do, and in the middle of the billboard, I could not see the words. I remember that. It, yes, it, and I think you <laughs> saw my face. Actually, that scared the crap out of me. I mean, literally. It can. When you first come up to that point where you don't understand, and that's not 
what you normally deal with? <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm up in age. I'm in the middle 40s. So, you know, I understand, you know, I need some help. But in the middle of you reading, <laughs> you didn't think it yeah. was going to hit you like that. I ran to Jason's office and said, I need a pair of readers. I need a pair of readers and grabbed his readers. Now I have my own. But see, that was scary. That was really scary. Well, I remember just being in the store one day. This was uh, about three or four years. About the time that I started out at Newcore, actually. And we were <laughs> in the store and had like a receipt or something in my hand. And I've noticed that, you know, as I was getting older, my arms were getting shorter, obviously. <laughs> and, and as I was, was looking at that, you know, my wife said, here, put these on. She hands me a pair of readers just right off the shelf. It's like, Oh, whoa, fuzzy is not a font. Really? <laughs> hey, that's right. And Jeremy wears glasses too. So he's part of the club. Jeremy, yeah. you are part of the club. You're quiet I, today. You're just, I, you're I, just a youngin in the club. Yes. That is so funny because when you wear glasses, People know, and you can, you know, hey, that's that club. The thing that's interesting about hearing, I'm going to be all nerdy on you, you can't see it. Mm -hmm. You can't see if somebody doesn't hear. And I don't think until we went to a Star Wars movie and I said, hey, we need to be there 20 minutes early. I need to go get the closed caption device. You were, what are you talking about? That is like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And it's big and awkward. Then you'll see it, but I don't walk around with that. So it's kind of interesting the differences between vision and what makes hearing those technology devices that are out there, they're so obvious because we don't really want to carry them around. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and that's, uh, and as you know, me and you were even talking about prepping and when we came up with the idea for the show, talking about that um, and, you know, full disclosure, y'all probably have figured it out by now. Well, Emily yeah, and I actually work together. Yes. <laughs> and, but that is something that I've noticed even with us up there. Um, a, a lot of people at work, I, I've just seen since you've been up there with us, they may or may not realize that, you know, if, you know, like we've kind of gotten used to, I have to be looking at you to be able to talk to, to make yes. sure everything is, is really good. And, and some people who just don't see that because there's not an outward sign, you don't wear hearing aids up there. And if I did not know, if I did not take the time to actually understand that it would, it would possibly hinder my ability to communicate as well as yours with me. And speaking of that, let's yes. go ahead and introduce you again to our listening public and say, and tell them why are you here talking about this subject today? Thank you. Um, as Wilt said, we work together, and I, I occasionally will wear my hearing aids. Most people in high school, for example, it was, oh, turn your hearing aid up. Why don't you have them on? They're actually not very comfortable to wear. It is not, um, they're not comfy shoes. They don't come with memory foam. They're, they're in your ear, and they're not necessarily meant to be in your ear. There was a very famous YouTube video, or it went viral or something, where the gentleman, the audiologist in England, pulled a chunk of earwax out of somebody's ears. It can cause earwax buildup if you wear them too long. Um, and that's just me personally. It's different for every every person. There's different designs, how they've come about in uh, to where we know them as today. In fact, back in uh, Victorian times, people used to cup their hands behind their mm -hmm. ears, and they would use that. We were doing that in yes. the office before we started. It was actually It's actually very effective. It doesn't look nice, and that's where I think adaptive technology has really kind of come in to help make it, you know, not carrying something bulky around like I was at the movie theater, and you're not, like, walking around with your hand around to your ear. There's some, some things that will help. Okay. So let's talk about what we talked about in the office a little bit. How has assistive or adaptive technology helped you in your life as far as your career and everything? As far as my career, I love that we now communicate mostly by text and email. That's all visually based, and that is something I can take part of much, much easier. When we're sitting around joking, often I'll just be laughing and put a joke in every now and then. I don't always get it, but I'll get it later. Uh, we can now, with the phones that we have, that will forward voicemail to your email, you can 
translate that or have it transcribed rather so you can see um, an email and text rather than listening to, I'm sorry, voicemail rather than having to listen to a voicemail. Mm. So Yeah, I mean, it's just really that whole and um, <clears throat> and it's really neat. And I think that you do really see where there is some um, there's some nice blending, such as last month we were talking with Mike and he was, you know, the same kind of thing, being able to take certain things that are normally visual and making it to where he can he can get those as well as well. It's just it's really interesting to me how technology has moved us towards that. So something that. You know, maybe on the surface you sit there and think, you know, I look at it, my voicemail comes in on my iPhone. And when it comes in, I know that without even listening to it, I can actually see a transcription of it. Isn't that now, cool? Now, it's not usually the most accurate. I think mm-hmm. that, especially like with regional dialects and everything else, it can yes. be, you know, it can be a little right. bit off. But, you know, even things that I'm seeing as a convenience, and that's something Emily and I were talking about earlier. We talk about things like closed captioning. We leave closed captioning on in our house as well. It's not that we have a quote unquote hearing impairment, but it's, it's more of a, something that we've kind of gotten used to and in loud environments or, you know, we have musicians in the house and then they're we have a lot of ten, we have a lot of teenagers always coming over to the house and, you know, so there's so much that's out there, but it, it really is neat to see how that is kind of blending to make sure that, uh, that people can. And it's funny about the closed captioning. I'm so used to it now. I don't always turn the volume up on my television. And so now the ch- the kids will say, hey, mom, can you turn the TV up? Which is so odd. Usually we'll be like, hey, can you turn that down? Because mm-hmm. we're just all reading. So you're reading. So you talk about um, how the technology has helped you graduate in it completely. Yes. I, w- I did not start out in accounting. I started out in more face-to-face retail operations. That was something that worked really well to me because I can communicate one-on-one very well in a big meeting or working with large groups of people, it wasn't going to be something that was very easy for me to do. And um, just went decided that, you know, hey, I want to do more, and I'm more interested in numbers. I like people, but I, I deal better with numbers sometimes mm-hmm. than people. So online college was available, and going through college the first time was very difficult. The option for me would be a note taker, and that's mm-hmm. somebody else. That was the adaptive technology of the time back in the 1990s. You would have somebody else to go to the same class with you and sit there and take down the notes while you're listening to the mm-hmm. to the lectures. Mm-hmm. And that's not very effective. And if they couldn't find somebody for your class, you'd have to rearrange your schedule. So if you um, – classes that just – I was interested in science. I didn't know quite where I wanted to go mm-hmm. yet. You know how it is in your first couple semesters of college. And they didn't have anybody that would be willing to just take the class, not get credit, and just take notes for somebody else. So that roadblock there left me, "Ah, you know what, this is not for me. Online classes, those are great. Everything comes in digital form. You get digital slides and breeze through those, fine. And I made A's in my classes for the first time in my life. You're not graded on a notebook that how am I going to read the instructor's lips and write at the same time? That's not, um, I don't have the best handwriting. (laughs) You know what? And I hope everyone heard that. A technology allowed Emily to complete her degree and become an accountant and change her life. I mean, exactly. like I said, we loved what we were doing before, but see how that, that is the great thing about technology. It allows yeah. people to do so much more. We it talk opened about, up a door yes. to what really I enjoy much, exactly. much more. I love that. I love and that here's story. the really cool thing, too. We're not talking about 
way, way, way in the past technology versus now. I mean, you said it, you were in college in the 90s. Yes, this is you know, within my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about this is this is just how technology has made that change mm-hmm. just over the last few years. I mean, I've had students that have come into my class, and what they'll do now is they'll set their phone up whenever I'm lecturing. Maybe they're not the, the quickest note taker mm-hmm. or they want to make sure they don't miss something. I tell them all the time, record me all you want. Yeah. You know, there's a recording yeah. app built on in there. They can go back in and listen. To, you know, it's just like with that. And I've had a couple of different people who have needed different accommodations in class. And it's like, hey, but I'm really seeing more and more, more and more. Honestly, the phone is becoming that. The phone is the biggest thing for me. Like you said, recording in class. My, in the 1990s, was putting a little digital or, or analog tape recorder up there, which the playback quality on that was not going to be enough that would help. Now, if you do a digital recording, what you can do is you can make the filters you're the technology person, but you can, you know, highlight whatever the frequencies are for the the speech and you can, you know, fade the background noise more and you can bump it up and tweak it so that you can hear it much, much better. You couldn't do that without expensive equipment before. All right. Well, it's time for our first break, but when we return, we'll continue our discussion about hearing impaired assistive technology. Now, if you'd like to join our conversation or ask our tech experts any general tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. MPB comes from Atmos Energy with a reminder that it's free to call 811 to have underground utility-owned lines located and marked. Calling 811 two business days before starting to dig is the safe thing to do. Hi, this is Bill Ellison, host of Grassroots on MPB. Few artists have had greater influence on American folk and acoustic music than guitarist Doc Watson. Doc was part of the 1960s folk revival. He was also a star of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's early 70s classic Will the Circle Be Unbroken album. And he's in the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame. Doc is also a frequent guest in the Bluegrass Cabin, so come see us on Grassroots Saturday night at 8 on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson. And today we're talking about hearing impaired assistive technology with our special guest, Emily Cornell. She's cost accounted at Newcore Steel, and she uses adaptive technology and assistive technology in her everyday life. Now, if you'd like to join our conversation or ask any general tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, let's talk about, again, what is assistive technology? You know, really, I mean, assistive technology... In my mind, it goes back to that leveling of the playing field. It's taking technologies that we have right now and and being able to modify or enhance them to to help people have a better experience. Um, 
you know, for example, with me, you know, uh, as I've gotten a little bit older, my eyesight's not quite as well. So, you know, one of the neat things that I like on my phone, for example, is the zoomed view, the fact that I can make all the icons a little bit larger. Maybe I can move the fonts up and make it easier to read. And and that's something, too, that, I mean, I, I learned a lot from the talk we had with Mike, which mm-hmm. was talking about, you know, different fonts and different presentations and different colors mm-hmm. are generally easier to pick up. Um, so just being aware of that and realizing, I think in a way, all of us use some sort of assistive technology. Mm-hmm. So exactly. with the hearing, Emily, um, what type of assistive technology is out there, especially with phone adaptations? Most of it is phone-based. I do, my favorite one is the movie theater, the closed caption in the movie theater. And we do have several theaters here in um, the area that have different types. The one that we went to happen to have something that's sat in your cup holder and it sits up. It's like a portable closed captioning device. Mm. Very, very nice. If you go to a 3D movie, especially if you wear glasses, this is because I wear glasses and, I mean, I'm, you know, bionic. Glasses (laughs) and hearing aids, come on now. There are special 3D glasses that have the fonts on the 3D lens itself and then it puts it over and you can wear them and they go over your glasses and makes it so comfortable and it's just like everything all in one. So there are different, there are different, um, devices at uh, other locations just go and ask now i was going to ask you how does that work uh with the closed captioning at the movie theater at the movie theater the, the tip i can give you is make sure you ask for one that's fully recharged there are rechargeable <laughs> <laughs> i have had to walk out of a movie before and i hate i love the avengers i'm sorry and i've had to any of the star wars reboots that makes me the most upset because I, you're, you're going to miss something. Um, they're usually very nice about it, and so I just say, "Hey, this is a really good movie. I really want to see it. Can you make sure it's charged?" And if you that little bit of extra, especially when they're busy, those are busy times at the mm-hmm. movie theater. They'll kind of go and look. Otherwise, if they grab the first one there, I've had mm-hmm. it fail five minutes into the first wow. movie. <laughs> because, so, do you have to uh, show any proof or anything to the uh, people? No, the usually theater? they'll ask for your driver's license. Mm-hmm. Just you know, you don't want to walk out with it, but it's right. not going to work anywhere else because it's it's the. I think we we're talking about it later one of those loop systems that they have in a building. Um, if you go to meetings, it used to be much more common back when I was in um, college. We didn't have it at my college, but in larger, bigger universities, they would have this loop system, and, and you had more people going in there, and you would hook up your hearing aids to the loop system. It was supposed to be better. It wasn't that better. There was latency problems, and that's the the biggest issue, I would say, with assistive technology where we're, you see more adaptive technology in hearing loss is that the latency issue bluetooth Mm -hmm. is huge we have it for everywhere but in a normal day-to-day conversation if i were to have a hearing aid with bluetooth enabled on it i would be hearing at noticeably different rate than what you're speaking so lip reading to assist with that would not would be impossible and musicians kind of complain about this all the time so hopefully we have enough musicians out there rallying for our cause we can improve the latency issue on some of these devices and so what is speech to text what is that speech to text like you mentioned on the voicemail um it's just getting bigger and bigger i love it it will try to tell you what the caller said Mm -hmm. and 80 percent of the time if you if you are having a problem with hearing you're kind of already mentally doing the fill in the blank yourself or doing some lip reading so you're used to somewhat garbled translations and figuring out what they mean. So it's it's not as difficult for me to understand what, what is happening. Um, I've had some hilarious ones. I try to show it to people. I'm like, this is what it sounds like when I'm trying to listen to you. <laughs> um, but it, 
it attempts to take the spoken word and put it into text format. And there's some there's some other apps that are out there, the translating apps that are out there now that you can talk between different languages. And that we're starting to really bridge that, that, you know, latency is going to be an issue because we hear so well and so efficiently normally that and so fast, our brain works so fast that we can't get technology to speed up with that. So what can we do to give you a visual clue or a visual prompt? And Jeremy, uh, do you um, add any of these uh, assistive or adaptive technologies to your computer systems for your clients? Um, I have people come in with all kinds of uh, various requests, but um, no, I haven't um, played with any for any clients. I have played with them on my own. Uh, and I do uh, use my uh, tr- try to uh, to use uh, any new technology that comes out uh, to to see how these things are advancing. And like you guys were saying in the uh, in the movie theaters with the uh, with the glasses and all that, and even uh, something simple like closed captioning on the TV, like that that is such a, a an emerging technology. The way that the computer is now taking a video that uh it, like say i could put up a video on youtube and it can translate uh most of what it says correctly and then you can go in and fix the little bits uh that the that it heard incorrectly but but the fact that you can take an eight minute video and process it in a matter of minutes and then have 80 percent correct closed captioning is is amazing i've played with it a little bit and uh, it does need some fine-tuning, but it is, it, it's, it's amazing how quickly it's moved. And you can tell that they're using this technology now on uh, the programs that you see, even some of the Netflix stuff, because um, you'll be watching the captions, and it'll have something just ridiculous come across yes. that's definitely not related to that scene. So you know that a computer definitely translated that, but it's getting much, much better at what it's doing. Now, they still use um, some people doing the transcribing closed caption for live broadcast. And you know what's really funny is um, if you've seen any kind of a live broadcast with closed caption, especially when you're watching like Grammys and and music awards, the things that get bleeped out speech-wise are not bleeped out on the closed caption. Oh, you guys get get the real deal. Yeah, I noticed that it'll kind of slip right on through there. (laughs) Or some people, if you're watching sports, every now and then, it's more rare. I think they probably use um, computer sport, but they would start, coaches cover their mouths now, but back in the day, they never used to cover their mouths, and they would just, like, type whatever the coach happened to be saying, right? You know, you can't hear them on normal TV, but that doesn't happen as much anymore. Yeah, if you watch that, watch a football game or something, you know, watch a good Saints game, because everybody listening should be a Saints fan, oh, I would, I would presume, but you'll see, you know, or a uh, Golden Sean, State Warriors fan. I mean, I mean, what? well, you know, go Bears. But, uh, sorry, <laughs> oh Lord, but you know, you'll see uh, Sean Payton will cover up like with a with a oh yeah they something do. They they'll cover, cover their, their mouths, mouths up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna go to Brandon and speak to our good friend Alan. We can always count on Alan to give us some great advice and great comments. Good morning, Alan. I'm here. <laughs> hey, Alan. Good morning. <laughs> I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. We, we can. can hear you now. Okay, sorry. Uh, I said hello, uh, Michelle, Will, you hear me, and Emily. How are y'all doing? You do that wonderful, so well. Wonderful. You Great. do that so well. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just making a general comment about just be kind to your fellow man people and realize that just because somebody's dealing with a disability doesn't mean their brain is malfunctioned. <laughs> I mean, we have to get our information, we may need help through this adaptive technology to be able to process information because maybe we've lost one of our senses. Vision, in my case, hearing in the case of Emily. 
and, and there's, uh, there's a host of others. But don't sell your fellow man short just because you've noticed that they may need help processing information. That, that's about all it amounts to. Mm-hmm. Their brain may be perfectly capable of still processing this stuff, but they, they need assistance. So uh, uh, don't, don't sell us short because of that. Uh, yeah, I, I know the world is hectic and we've all got our own agendas and we're all dealing with stuff. But, hey, I, I, I always approach your fellow man with a spirit of empathy. Hmm. That's all I can stress oh, because so right. uh, it, it'll go a long way towards uh, helping you get along better with your fellow man yes. and fellow women yes. and everybody. So that's all I wanted to say. So, you know, you know just, just because I have to use a – a device to to process text or whatever, uh, you know, be be understanding and helpful when you can, and that that, that goes a long way in all cases. That, that's all I want to say. Uh, I love the program. Thank you, thank Alan. you, thank and you. And that's so true and in so many things. It really is. It really is. And I think when I started out with what I do, both before I became into went into accounting and became an accountant later. I was much more hesitant at the beginning to bring that up to people. And when I started at Nucor, I mean, that was pretty much the first thing. Hi, my name is Emily. I'm a new accountant. I don't hear well. Just putting that out there. I would have <laughs> never have done that 15 years ago. You would have and not I, you know, I'm brought gonna, that up. I have to bring my the interviewer out in me right now. Tell yes. me some challenges that you've had. Because first of all, let's talk about your type of disability, if we want to say that, sure. or challenge, let's say that. What is yours? And you said it was something that they can't even put a name well, on. Well, there's four different ways that, um, there are four different things that are going to affect your, your hearing that we know about. What you're going to have is, hang on, i got to adjust my reader, okay. sorry, is noise-induced, or which is, can also mean the vibration. So if you're out on a lawnmower, you have the vibrations from the lawnmower, and as you hear through bone conduction, and also the loud noise. That's where you want to hear your have your hearing protection on for that reason. That affects sixteen percent of teenagers. Okay, huh. genetics. Five out of every one thousand newborns is just going to be born with with having that as an issue, either profound, mild. There's a different degrees. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you can contract a disease. Ear infections are the most. You know ones that we know we put tubes in in Uh ears to try to help alleviate that pressure and then there's a small we don't know you you didn't you weren't born that way but sometimes something that happens somewhere along the way and you just lose something and usually you just kind of in my case i stayed pretty steady once um once we discovered that now can you go back and tell us how you guys discovered it your parents or you or did you notice something was different um, mostly it was just through bad grades. And my mom Seriously? was convinced. Yeah. My mom was convinced that I couldn't hear well. My dad was not at all. And, um, it was funny because the test that my dad did was he covered my hands or my ears with his hands and started talking. Well, I could read lips by then cause I've already adapted. And then like we did the, mm-hmm. in the thing, if you cover your hands, your hands are actually absorbing the vibrations of the noise and transmitting that through bone conduction and I I hear extremely well through bone conduction not very well at all through normal airwaves coming through my ears so that's like my adaptive naturally built in so because I passed that test went several more years so it wasn't until probably sixth grade or fifth grade that we went into um, an audiologist and and I had finally passed a screening at school and I, I looked at everybody else to kind of see who what the patterns were mm-hmm. of raising your hands because everybody was the same I didn't want to be different nobody wants to be different wow. and so, so you watched I watched and this audiologist see... kind of 
note somebody must have said something because they changed the pattern on me and that's how, exactly how I'm they glad they it. did and we talked about that when you yeah. do these screenings quote unquote with schools you have to be careful very careful on how your your child is being screened. And if you feel that the screening was not correct, take your child and get a second opinion. And Please. it doesn't mean that the screener exactly. did a bad job or anything. It's just, it's a screen. It's just like, we're going to make sure your kid's not blind or mm-hmm. we're going to make sure your kid can at least remotely hear. Exactly. It's not, you know, you as a parent talking to your child will know more, right. more about that. Well, we're going to take another quick break. And when we get back, we're going to speak with uh, Janie in Water Valley. And we're going to continue talking about hearing assistive technology. Technology with our special guest, Emily Cornell. Now, phone lines are open, so give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Festival South, presenting the Festival South Orchestral Academy, performing Korsakov's Scheherazade Opus 35, June 16th at 4 p.m. at the USM Bennett Auditorium. Details on this and 60 more events at festivalsouth.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with our tech experts, Wills Couture and Jeremy Thompson. And, of course, our special guest today, Emily Cornell. She's um, a, a cost accountant at New Core Steel. She's talking with us today about hearing assistive technology. Now, if you have any questions for our guest or any general tech questions, give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 or you can email the show to Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we were going to talk about some more assistive technology, adaptive things they have on phones and apps and things like that. But before we do that, we're going to go to Janie in Water Valley. Good morning, Janie. Good morning. How are you? Doing Wonderful. Great. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. I listen to your show every week. This is the first time I've called in. Oh, well, thank, you. thank you for calling. You need to call in more. <laughs> okay, thank you. What my question is, I want to know if I can use Google on a landline phone. Let's see, Jeremy, that one's for you. <laughs> Google on a landline phone. Yeah, uh, I, I just had it installed uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I want to get the base and the two wireless phones, but I want to know if Google operate on that. So... Google doesn't operate on the phone line alone. Do you have a computer? Pardon? Do you have a Do computer? Do I have a computer? Yes, ma'am. No, I have. He told me, the technician told me that I had a Internet in the service that I had installed. Okay. Um, but I don't have a computer. Well, you have to have a device that can use that connection so you can search. Um, uh-huh. Do you have a smartphone? Yes, I do. Okay, so what you have to do is connect your smartphone to that network that that technician set up, and then you can go to Google and you can search there on your phone. 
Okay, now that contact device that he told me I need, can you tell me uh, where that uh, uh, is attached on my cell phone, my smartphone? Do you, uh, have an I, do you have an iPhone or do you have an Android? I have an Android. Okay. On the Android, there should be a, uh, a an icon that says browser. Uh-huh. And when you tap on browser, uh, you should be able to go to google.com, and then you can enter whatever you'd like to search for. Okay. Now, uh, the phone is telling me I need a contact device to continue to call. A contact device. Yes, I'm trying to make calls out because I'm vision impaired. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I get the calls in, but I can't make them out without this contact device. Okay, I, I'm not really sure exactly what it's asking you for. Um, I think you should take your phone to your carrier and see if they can assist you with the setup because it sounds like it's not fully set up to me. Yeah, it sounds like I might have missed one of the parts. Because I'm kind of I'm a, I'm a little bit lost on this one too. I mean, I'm just really trying to run through scenarios of where. So um, maybe if you take your phone, like Jeremy and Wilts are saying, to your carrier and let them know that you're visually impaired and that you need some type of extra on your phone, or they help you actually. They it may be already in your phone, and you just need to assess it. Yeah, because if you're receiving incoming but not make, being able to make the outgoing, that lets me know there's connectivity going on there. We just need to find out what that that last little piece is. Did that help you a little bit, Janie? Yes, it helps a lot because I, I needed to know if I could get that landline to working. And uh, if I can use it through my smartphone, then that would be good, too. Okay. Well, Janie, thank you so much. And, you know, again, you can always email us at uh, mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. And we can maybe figure out if you don't get the answers you need from your uh, phone carrier, we can probably, uh, I know Jeremy probably could uh, help you yeah, a little bit further. Dig on mm-hmm. that. Thank you so much for listening to the show and thank you for calling in for your first time. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to uh, continue talking about our adaptive technology. Now, I asked you a question earlier, uh, Emily, and uh, Wilton and I did the PRX on this, but what's the difference between adaptive and assistive technology? Are they the same or are they different? I think today they're more interchangeable. Um, how I, and this is just me personally, I don't do research and development in this field, think adaptive is more um, the movie theater closed caption, something that you can use, somebody else that maybe is just starting to, you know, you're starting to use readers, sometimes you're starting to lose a little bit of hearing that you can help to assist just a little bit and give you a little bit of a boost. Um, the fact that I use like the Zoom on my on my iPhone, I mean, it's the exact same iPhone everybody else is using. I'm just using additional features in it to make it a little bit more Give you an assist. Me. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Adaptive, rather, would be um, your cochlear implants, things when we're going in and we're adapting whatever you have. Um, right now, you can use your, we did this thing earlier, too, you cup your hand behind your ear. That's mm-hmm. really very effective. Um, that's That's an adaptive technology that you would use there. Well, Wilts has something really neat on the phone. We were talking now. Go ahead and set the set this up. Tell them what this is. Well, and 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 hey, this actually came from NPR um when Emily and I were first talking about this and you know, it's sometimes it's it's really difficult um for people who aren't in a situation to to be able to understand the other side of the situation. And one thing that she was telling me is like, you know, it's very hard for me to understand how it is that she hears 
when I hear a different way, it, it you know. And so there was this article on NPR a few years back, and it actually has some audio files, and I think hopefully it'll pick up pretty good on this microphone here. But it gave me an idea. So whenever I listen to this, this first one, for example, is a loss of high frequency. When I play it, it makes total sense to Emily. She understands it, but I think y'all will all see what I mean when I play. Here we go. Let's give this a shot. Java, hopefully this will work. Hope is the thing with fetters that touches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Now, to me, I didn't understand any of that. Did you understand that, Wilt? Not a bit. Now, watch this. Nope. Emily, yes. uh, Jeremy, did you understand that? No, not no. And yeah, Emily, not you say what? Yes, the beginning part just a tiny little bit garbled because I have a combination, but the end of it comes in perfectly. And I was astounded that nobody else could hear the back end of that compl- completely. That is so clear. neat. I mean, yep. and it's it, it's an eye opener. It, it shows us that we're all different. You understood that, and it sounded like uh, you know the Charlie Brown teacher talking to me. Yep. <laughs> now, like here's like another one. This one is an example of a loss of clarity in your hearing. That's that's the second part that I have combined together. Yeah. Now that one I won't understand as much, but you can hear, I can hear through there. Mm -hmm. That's why sometimes when um, speaking louder is not going to help somebody, (laughs) especially with a clarity issue in there, it's just going to make it more whatever the problem is you're and, having. And I laugh because if anyone's watched television, you've seen mm-hmm. the sitcom where the person is deaf and they what is your name? Why are you And hollering? it makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're hollering. It doesn't, it's not helping the situation. Not, or, or somebody who speaks, may, not, may speak a different language, thinking <laughs> that you're going to talk louder and they're going to understand. Exactly. Now, this is the third example they had on there. This one is the loss of weak sounds. Now, an important thing to point out, these are all the exact same audio file that have been modified. But Wait, explain weak sound first. Anybody. Loss of weak sounds when you're talking. Some sounds are more strong, like your strong K's and your strong C's. Mm -hmm. But if you lose the soft sounds like your S's Mm -hmm. and the um, best way I could describe it is artist. I'm so sorry. As an artist where there's like a wash of mud over the painting and it's not as vibrant. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hope is the thing with feathers and sings tune without the work and never stop. Yeah, and so, you know, again, this really, this was ear-opening for me because it really got me to understand how people how hear people are. Mm-hmm. Now, if anyone's curious, this is the exact same audio file, but without being filtered to uh, emulate those particular this situations. This will be the one I can't hear well. Yeah, <laughs> now, and that's, and that's what's now be, everyone, yeah. this is the one we can hear, no, well, we can hear well, and this is the one you can't hear well. I will well. not be able to hear well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul. And sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Now that was clear as a bell. Right. And it, hard and it sound like mush to you, maybe. It was, it, was diff- it sounded more like probably what you've heard those other audio wow. files or a combination of that. And it's interesting. But I thought that would be interesting a way just to mm-hmm. show people and get people to really understand that, hey, there's here's where it is and here's where here's why technology can be such a difference. It's well, guess yeah. what? We're going to take our last break, but when we get back, we're going to um, get Craig on the phone. And actually, we're talking about hearing aid apps. 
when you come back, Craig. So you're just right on time. We've been talking about assistive technology, hearing assistive technology with our special guest, Emily Cornell. She's cost accountant at Newcore Steel and uses hearing adaptive and assistive technology in her everyday life. If you would like to be a part of our conversation or ask our any general tech question to our techs, give us a call at one 877 mpb ring That's one 877 Or you can email the show to Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wills Couture and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. Now, today we've been discussing hearing impaired assistive technology with our special guest, Emily Cornell. She's cost accountant at Newcore Steel. And Emily uses assistive and adaptive technology in her every day life. And I just want to say before we continue that I'm so glad you're here. We were just talking about um, how people are different in this world and and Mike and you and um, all of our, all of the people that I've met working here just opened my eyes to so much and how so many people are, we have so many differences, but we're all the same inside. I love it. I'm I'm glad we're doing these uh, series on assistive technology and how technology helps everyone, even the playing field. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation or ask any general tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Now, Craig called in with a uh, question about apps, and he's right on time because that's what we were about to talk about. Yeah, uh, apps that help with hearing aid. Well, well, with hearing um, technology. So let's go to Craig first before we get started. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Hi. Craig. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I uh, downloaded uh, two apps so far and, and unloaded them because I could hear it better with my earbuds out than I could with them in. Mm. What were the apps? I don't remember. I, they had so many on there. Uh, I was wondering if you if you knew of a specific app or apps that's better. That would help with that. Good. Do you have Android or iPhone? I have an Android. Android, there is, and Jeremy, you're going to have to help me with this because I'm on an um, iPhone now, but I know the thing that helped me the most was the hearing adaptation, and it was like you plug your earphones in, and they do like a little hearing test for you, and then it automatically, I hear differently my left ear versus my right ear, and it automatically knew if I was talking on my left ear or my right ear, and it would adjust, and it would adjust my headphones for like the best volume. Um, and I know this because when my son went to try to listen to something on my, he's like, Oh my gosh, mom, this is so loud. He could not, it, it just wasn't set correctly for him, but it was set correctly for me. And I'm, I cannot remember. I'm sorry where to access that, but Jeremy, you may, you might know. Uh, I'm looking here and I see there's one called Petrolex hearing aid. It's not even a hearing aid. It's just in the adaptive ear booster. Maybe 
Uh, I don't it's know. It's in the Android menu. Do you oh, have a Galaxy? It was in the Galaxy oh, okay. one. Uh, yeah, uh, so what kind of Android do you have exactly? Uh, it's a Samsung LG, uh, uh, Luna Pro, L3 Luna Pro. Luma Pro. That's going to be a Nokia. Um, it's going to be different in every menu on those. Um, okay. Let's see. And I did the hearing aid test. Somewhere under accessibility, you should be able to go to hearing and then adjust your settings in there. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I, I wanted like a hearing aid so I could plug in my headset, headset and use it. Uh, as as a hearing aid, mm. right? There, we don't have music. a lot of technology that would do that effectively just yet. Um, that it, it's a latency issue, and even there yeah. are hearing aids that are out there. And I got to tell you, they're like seven thousand dollars a piece. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're I, ridiculous. It, yeah. I admit, yeah. and and you can Bluetooth it, but it still is not as as good and. That's where, um, you know, we've come such a long way, but there's so much more that we can do. And technology for musicians is inadvertently helping hearing impaired people. We were talking about um, Broadway. When you go to Broadway mm -hmm. now, there's an, different apps for different theaters that will have the audio in visual format. And so it's kind of expanding out. But I hear you. I go um, myself and I get Bluetooth hearing aids and that's what, what I use. Um, there were three Kickstarter projects that tried, and all three of them did not do very well, and nobody is producing any of them now because the, they just cannot get it there yet. And I am rooting for every single one, though, because I think it would be great to just okay. go in. And that's, the, and that's exactly what um, the idea is. Put something in my ears and use my phone to adapt it, and it shouldn't be $6,000 an ear. Right. So... Thank you, Craig, for calling in. And, Craig, if you would, um, and Jeremy and Wilt say, may find some other apps and put them on our blog, or uh, we may post them on our podcast. Or uh, yeah. if you email the show, we can get that information to you directly. Yeah, it's just yeah. trial okay. and error. Try try one, and if that one doesn't work for you, then try on the next one. And what we can do, too, uh, okay. is, I mean, uh, I, and like I said, I mean, I have Emily right there with me, so if we can maybe look back at the Android store, maybe kind of find that app you were talking about, we can send that on to them yeah. as well. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, Craig. All right. Well, guess what, guys? We're going to continue our conversation on adaptive technology, but uh, we're going to talk right now about the importance of getting your ears checked, getting your cheer children's yes. ears checked. And and don't struggle. Don't the, the worst thing you can do is not say anything. Correct, Emily? Yes. And the biggest issue with having hearing loss is that it's an isolating disorder. Mm. You will if you if you notice somebody starting to not engage quite as much mm. it does take quite a bit for you to go ahead and put yourself out there and to put a joke where you may not hear everything that mm -hmm. comes back and then continue on it's it can take a lot um so just getting the hearing checked is number one if you notice that somebody doesn't have it or they're or, or, or is not communicating or involving and interacting and they're resistant to getting it checked see what you can do to make sure to help bring them in and, and be inclusive i mean we're, we're more in, in that now and it's it shouldn't be I want to talk about yeah. um, your account when you talked about you were young and, and you said your grades were failing and your mom 
was noticing something, but your dad was kind of in denial. Let's talk about how important that is for parents. If you're noticing children uh, getting bad grades uh, or just not, like you said, not being engaged in the classroom, check the hearing and the vision, correct? Correct. I think those are the two biggest things. Um, the hearing, my son does not have hearing loss at all. However, he has impacted earwax, which will affect his hearing and mm. so normally we have to about every couple of years go and Period. get it cleaned out at the doctor and that is something that is normal and natural and that's like the best news a parent can get mm-hmm. as opposed to you know hey we're going to have to set some things up with your child and then also for me my mom as soon as my mom found out I had like a really awesome mom and she was gung-ho about everything and as soon as she found that out she went and researched Gallaudet University which is a school for the deaf however you know, everybody has a different feeling about it. I don't I don't identify as, as deaf. Mm-hmm. I identify as hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. And so I was very resistant to learning sign language because I am stubborn <laughs> and wanted to get along, you know, my, my own way. And, and I love the technology that we mm-hmm. have now is even more valuable to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to rely on sign language. And um, just as a kind of a side, I think hearing is probably something that we may not have had digital technology, but we've had technology from the Mm get-go that we've had to use where we've developed sign language or we would use like the ear trumpets in Mm -hmm. the Victorian age. And the fact now that it's, you know, like with Craig, there's not a lot of options that are digital. Is it because we've adapted so well with like analog technology Mm -hmm. or, you know, like latency gets blamed for a lot of it, but... So tell me, what what is that app again that you can test your hearing for children and adults? Correct. Uh, go on, uh, go online. There are several out there. Okay. We'll put some links in there. Okay. Um, the one that, and I, it may have been, you know, I, I apologize. Samsung, what Galaxy was a phone that I had, and I know they do their own menus individually. So on Android. So Jeremy, may, do you may see any a, out a there Samsung for um, Sam, the Androids? Any apps the- that test your hearing? Well, most of them, uh, as far as testing hearing, mm-hmm. yeah, there are several of those okay. as well. I was, let me see. I was looking at the ones for uh, hearing uh, assistance. I would go with a uh, company that produces hearing aids themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, Stanley is a larger producer. Hear Now, Hear One. Um, Signia is also another large hearing aid producer. There's Audio about five maj- majors. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah. E Audio Loja. Okay. Yeah. All right. Something like that. It's called Hearing Test, and there's another one called Test Your Hearing, uh, and then there's a Hearing Test Pro, which is a paid version of the uh, the first one. Yes, and, and the hear mm-hmm. and the earphones that you use are going to have an impact. So just make sure you're using kind of you know not the three dollar ones you pulled out of the wash <laughs> from your kids' pants pockets. Well, we want to thank everyone for joining us today, and especially our special guest Emily Cornell for joining us today and talking about this. In- important um, issue, hearing assistive technology. Now, if you missed any of the show or want to hear past episodes of our shows, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org, or you can subscribe to our podcast. Java Chapman was our board operator, and our phone screener was Lori Thompson. For Woods Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy and join us next week at 10 for more Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.